Okay, let's get started with our discussion of Parshas Noach, Tavshin Ayin Aleph. Tavshin Ayin Aleph. Back on the regular schedule, Bezrat Hashem of Wednesday night, Shira, May 45. And um, as we continue, again, the uh, as I announced on Shabbos, Bezrat uh, Hashem, this Monday we will be starting a new series, which will be online hopefully every day, a Sefer HaMitzvah series with a, uh, another mitzvah every single day. Monday will be the introductory um, shir, 20, 20 minutes a day, 20-minute bite of a, of a mitzvah. And um, daily it will be on the OU.org website, hopefully up each afternoon, Israel time. Um, that's starting on Monday with the Hakdama shir, and hopefully Tuesday will be mitzvah Allah following the seder of the of the Sefer HaChinuch. And that is Monday. Everybody's invited to join us both in the Parsha Shiurim and in the Sefer HaMitzvahs and in the, uh, the Daf Yomi, which is uh, in, on ProjectSinai.org. Feel free to learn with us anytime that you have the possibility. Okay. Parsha's Noah. First Shaila is, how exactly did it happen? What went so wrong with the world that all of a sudden... The whole world is full of Hamas and Gezel and Arias and everything. All the corruptness hasn't been so long. I mean, okay, last week we could have spoken about Cain and Havel. wasn't so long until that happened. But now it's not just, that was the whole world at the time. But now, the whole world, except for one family, the whole world is, is terrible. So how did it happen? What changed? What exactly happened? So we start off with a medrash that we mentioned in last week's shear, which Rav Palm picks up on in source number one. Remember last, last year, the first source we mentioned, Parsha's Noach, was that Noach was named at the end of last week's Parsha. They used to call them Noach, why? This Noach, he's going to help us, right? He's going to save us from all the uh, difficulties with the land. Had they know? Were they prophets? They would have been him with a little baby. Ah, oh, he's going to be a Noah. He's going to help us. So we quoted then the Medrash that says Noah was the first human being that was created with independent digits, what we call fingers. Before Noah, everybody was like this, like a mitten hand. Imagine trying to pick up a tool with mitten hands. You can't do anything. You can't do anything. Originally, Adam wasn't, wasn't supposed to have to work the land. But after Adam sinned, and so now they got to work the land. But up at, how, how do you hold the shovel? With, with it? You have to dig with your hands and plow with your hands. Impossible. All of a sudden, Noah was created with fingers. Oh, look at this, this little boy. He's going to be able to hold the tool. He's going to be able to, they didn't know if it was a mutation or it was, uh, what it, was, it, was, it was meant to be. It was a mutation from God that was supposed to be uh, forevermore. But that's what happened when Noah was born. It must have been an unbelievable technological advancement in the history of the world. Fingers! You don't get a better creation than that. All of a sudden, people could actually work the land and, and, and accomplish so much. Says Rav Palm, what must have happened at that point in history? All of a sudden, something that used to take 10 hours takes 10 minutes. All of a sudden, work, labor that was impossible could be done. Says Rav Palm in, in, in B, right on the first page in B, 
Noah was a great inventor who created the first basic tools to ease the back-breaking labor of farm work. According to the Medrash, he invented the plow, the scythe. As amazing as it may seem, until then all such work was done by hand. Imagine the agony and frustration of plowing with one's fingers. These basic tools were absolutely revolutionary in the times of Noah and brought about a radical improvement. So what happened? Free time. People had a lot of time on their hands. That's what happened in the Dar of Noah. And the question is, what were people going to do with all this free time? With all this wonderful extra time? How would the surplus time be utilized in C? Would mankind use it to contemplate spiritual matters, to study or to read, to improve and elevate their lives? When there is free time, when there is freedom to do what I want, that's when you, we can reach the highest of levels. We could use it. We have a free morning. What do we do? We have a free evening. What do we do? We could reach unbelievable heights with free time. But also just the opposite. Crime and violence become rampant. Society degenerated at a shocking pace and the worst forms of immorality took hold. There was an epidemic of absolute wickedness that the world had not seen in more than 15 centuries of its existence. As we know, our children are always better off when they're busier. Right? The more work they have, the better off they are. As one of the Maharal gives Pshan in the last Mishnah, in Meseches Makos, Ratzak HaKadosh Baruch Hu, L'Zakos Es Yisrael, L'Fiqa Chir Ba'alayim Torah Mitzvos. All the Mepharshim, we discussed this in the past. All the Mepharshim ask, Hashem wanted to be Mezakeos, He wanted to give us a schus, so He gave us 613? Give us 10. A schus to have so many? Give us less! Why is it a schus to have so many? Says the Maharal, because the busier you are, the better you are. Right? Sometimes if we're not Oseik, B'Tvarim Tahorim, B'Tvarim Kedoshim, could lead to difficulties. It could lead to tragedy. As we know from the door of the Mabul, that's what changed. The free time changed. What do we do during our, use during our, use our free time for? The Mishnah even tells us in Mesachas Ksubis that if a husband brings in many, many workers and servants and maids into the marriage, say so his wife doesn't have to lift a finger doing anything, says the Mishnah, there are certain activities that she still has an obligation to be involved in. Without getting into the details. Why? Because to be bored, to have no responsibilities, to do nothing, it just leads. It just, Baruch Hashem, we don't have such problems. Right? But, but to lead to that, says the Rapam, uh, uh, six lines up, the reason for this is that boredom brings on mental instability and a desire for immorality. When a person has, with, has, has nothing with what to fill his time, he gets into trouble. That's what the Dor HaMabal was about. What do we use our free time doing? Because if we don't use it for something positive, it just leads to, leads to just, just foolishness and even, Rahman al-Islam, tragedy, as we know from the story of the Mabal. At the end of that piece, I didn't give it to you, in Rav Pam, but in turning over the page for a minute, in source number three, there's an amazing tshuva of the Meish of Dover. The Meish of Dover is the Nitziv. Nitziv lived the end of the 1800s. Naftali Tzvi Huda Berlin, obviously, the uh, Volazhin Yeshiva. The Nitziv in the 1880s wrote a tshuva about the topic that was the hot topic of the day. And that was the Heter Mechira. Heter Mechira, it was Shemitah going to be that year, 1886, and all the post were writing. The Zionists uh, had just come to Eretz Yisrael, the Frum Farmers, what do you do? 
if you don't, it's going to be Parnassa trouble, this, that. We're not going to touch at all that topic. We're just going to pick out one little point that the Nitziv makes. Major machlokas aposkim, but the Nitziv says that I feel his shita was to be against the Hetem Mechira, but selling the land of Eretz, a portion of Eretz Yisrael to the Arabs in order to be able to work the land, but says the Nitziv separate from that. Let's say we succeed, says the Nitziv, in having the Jewish farmers not work the land. Then what are they going to do? What are they going to do the whole year? Source 3. More than we should be worried about the land. If we don't work the land, then it's going to be overrun and it's going to be taken over. More than that, more than the farm, we have to be worried about the farmers. That's why in the middle of Parshas Bahar, which talks all about Shemitah, you got to keep the mitzvahs. you got to keep busy. Because even when we are not involved in work, we have to keep busy. And therefore, says the Nitziv, you got to set up yeshivas for these farmers. you got to set up Bate Medrash where they can go study and learn during the Shemitah year. We're going to be so from, says the Nitziv, in terms of the farm. What about the farmers? We have to figure out ways and plans. Guess the original colonies. Send Rabbanim to every area. The Posik Hadar knew what to worry about. He knew. He could see. Everybody else was worried about what was in front of them. The Nitziv knew the other issue behind the scenes that was going to be on the forefront. If we just tell the farmers not to work, what are they going to do the whole time? It's all about what we use our free time doing. Like I mentioned last year in Adrasha, story that uh, before we made Aliyah, I had to go to the Israeli consulate in order to take care of some passports. And uh, you know, Israeli, go to the Israeli consulate, you know, you you, uh, you plan to be there for a while. So we go there, and I had to do a bunch of the passports for the kids. So I go there in time, and I'm waiting, and you take a number, and you sit, and you go. There was another guy that was sitting there, and he got called in a little bit before me. And he gets called, and they call him. He goes to the window, there for like five minutes, and he goes and sits down. Okay, wonderful. He gets on the cell phone. I'm sitting there right across from him. I have to fill out, you know, six different papers, uh, times, whatever. Uh, so I'm sitting there. I'm there for a while filling it out till they call. And the guy calls. He says, so-and-so, you're not going to believe it. I blocked off my entire morning to be at the consulate. Because, you know, guess what? Ten minutes and I'm finished. Un- it's unbelievable. This is amazing. The whole morning. What am I going to do? He made about eight phone calls like that. He was there for an hour. You're not going to believe what happened. 
Listen to this. You know what happened? I came to the consulate. I thought I would be there the whole morning. And look what happened. Oh, amazing. Over and over and over again. I wanted to tell the guy, hello, so do something. I was like, talk about it. It's like we spend more time talking about the three seconds that are added on every five years. You know, there's going to be three seconds before they start, 1201 in the next year. Right? We spend so much time talking about it. So just learn for three seconds. So talk for ten minutes about the three seconds. Right? So that, what do we do with the free time? That's what happened in the story of the mob. That's what happened. That's the nativ, and that's what Rav Palm says in the last paragraph of Source 2. Many people describe our generation as a Dor HaMabel, equivalent to the generation of the Great Flood. But saying that is an insult to the Dor HaMabel, because their sins pale in comparison to the rampant immorality of our times. Either way, it is important to note that the underlying causes of 20th century steep decline in decency and ethical conduct are similar. Meaning, everything happens very quickly these days. Right? You want, a, you want dinner? Two minutes. Right? You want something? Right? If, if, the, if the upload, right, if we go online and it takes six seconds, we're, we're like, got to call the computer person. Right? What's going on here? It's so slow. We have to get this service and that service because it's faster than four seconds. It's two seconds. Right? That, that's, what, that's the kind of generation we live in. Right? Free time because we need to do everything quickly. So what do we do with all that extra time we have? There's no other generation that could turn on a sink and get water. You don't have to go down to the river to get water. To turn on a light, to go to the bathroom. Imagine how much free time. We have so much more time than, en- than our grandparents had, than any generation had in history. Do we know as much Torah as they do? We should know eight times as much Torah. What do we do with the free time? That's the message of the Mabul, and that's the message that we have to take. Good. Paratess, beginning of the parsha. Sorry, Parak uh, Vav, beginning. Elo told us Noach. We'll get back to that first Pasik. The whole world. Hashem saw the lands and all basar. All flesh had had a, gone away from its way. Says Rashi. Hishlas kol basar. Rashi bothered, obviously. What do you mean, all flesh? Kishkas basar. What's kol basar? Afilu behema chaya va'of. Nizkakin l'she'enon minan. Even the animals were intermarrying. Right? The giraffe was mating with the bear. Right? And the deer was mating with the sheep. All the, all the animals were, were intermating. And the obvious question is, animals don't have taiva. Animals don't have a Yitzhahara. Right? Animals. Animals have instinct. So how is it that the animals started being zakuk l'she'enon minon? What is the message of the Medrash that we're supposed to supposed to take out of it? It's based on a Gemara. Source, base Alevi in source number four. The Gemara tells us in Sanhedrin on line three, Malameh shehirbiu behema al-kolchai v'chayal behema v'kulam al-adam al-adam al-kulam and the Medr says, Kulam kilkulu ma'asei ma'kelev holechet zel-zeiv, the dog with the wolf, v'atarnagol el-atavas, the chicken with the goose. Ha-dehudachsiv, k'yishos kolbosar is darko. So what exactly? The first Medr says, the, the people did it, but the second Medr, they went themselves. So the, the animals don't have a Yitzhahara. So says the Beis HaLevi on line 10, Avol behema hari ein la Yitzhahara l'nyonim elu, v'asiyasa hi rak betiva, v'heich teyasa, what exactly is the message? 
says the Beis HaLevi. Quotes a Zohar, line 22. Ayin b'Zohar If people sinned in the time of the Mabel, be'iri va'ofi shmaya v'sharber yen machatu. Right? Why are the animals destroyed? Just kill all the people. Omar lei, begin d'chsiv ki hishlas kol basar, kul hu avi mechavli urchayhu. So the Zohar says it. They left their own their own type and they went to be with the other type. But what's the reason? So it's a Madrash, it's a Zohar. How did it happen? Ha'inyan. Says the Beis HaLevia, Yisod Gadol. Dekemod ha'adam poel ba'atzmo al yidei hergei lo ba'maisav ha'rayim va'ose ba'atzmo teva shniya lios tivo mishtokek just like any action that I do makes me accustomed to doing that action. And the more I do an action, it affects me. I'm, I am affected by whatever act I do. Even if I recognize that I shouldn't be involved in something, but I'm affected. If I spend my entire day giving staka, I'm going to become a bald staka. Even if inside, if I spend my whole day doing A, B, I'm affected by what I do all day. Line at the top of the next column. Says the Beis Halevi, though, it's not just me. We affect our surroundings. Whatever we do affects the person next to me. Bein Latov, Bein Lara. If my neighbor sees me getting up and going to a shear, then they're going to say, you know what? Maybe that's for me too. If they see me sleeping a lot and skipping a lot of things I should be at, they know, right? We affect our surroundings. If in the base medrash I'm schmoozing, then it's going to be pretty hard for the chavrusa next to me to be learning, especially if we're talking about something good, right? Something interesting, right? But it's going to be hard. We not only affect ourselves, we affect our surroundings. But then the base Alevi says... We not only affect the people around us, we affect, on a metaphysical level, even the non-human element around us. The entire svivad that we are in, the entire environment is affected by human behavior. That's how Kodesh Baruch Hu created the world. Obviously, human beings are the only creature in the entire universe with Bechir Chavshis. The ant up to the angel. Nobody else has Bechir except for us. Right? They're either, not, no Bechir Either they, they, knew, they do exactly what they're supposed to do because the Kodesh Baruch Hu told them, or they have just instinct. Animals. So, but, so we're the only one. HaKadosh Baruch Hu put it into the world. Line 6. The entire world has this mida. When the Bnei HaMabol were mashchis, their own derech, the entire world was affected by that hashchasa. And the entire world became destructive in the realm of Ruchnius. That's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu did. He put it into the nature of all creations. They are, the whole Bria is affected by what human beings do. Whatever man does, Whatever man does,
That's what happened to the animals. The animals were affected. They don't have a Yetzirah. But the entire world became full of to'eva, full of desecration, full of chilol. So why were the animals destroyed? Not as a punishment, but God had a kaviyachal start over. The entire world was affected. It was mushchas. Even, as we know, we read the Pesukim and the Mabel, the couple inches of the ground were destroyed with the Mabel. Right? The, the, the muck, the, the, the teva had to be... It had to be raised up because the ground had to be the dirt because it was all affected by the actions of the people. The message being, we affect our sviva, the importance of an environment, the importance of the environment we create for our children, for our communities. Whatever we do, we create it and we are affected by it. Even the inanimate elements and the non-human elements are affected. Says the Beis turning over the page. That's maybe even a message of a Gemara in Chagiga. Line 19. The Gemara in Chagiga tells us, Zocha, if a righteous person is Zocha, Zocha Tzadik, no telchelko v'chelech chaveiro b'gan Eden. When we get up to Gan Eden, we're not only going to take our own chelech, but we're going to take our neighbor's chelech in Gan Eden. And he's going to take ours, if we were both righteous. Nischayev Russia, a Russia gets to Gehenim. Not only will he get his own, but he's going to get for so and so. So what second? Why is that fair? Hasvara. Malbo. I didn't do anything. I, I'm busy learning. I'm going to get the schar for what so and so did. I didn't do anything. What am I going to get punished for him? He did it himself. The answer is because I had part in his life. And I affected what he did. It's beautiful. Whatever I do affects the person next to me. I have a chalek. I have a portion in everything that happens to my friend. So that's the Mabul. That's the Gemara Chagiga. And finally, one other source could be explained based on this. The Mishnah tells us in Perki Avos, in the next column, line 7. Right, we have to remember the three things and we won't come to sin. One of them, we're going to have to stand in judgment in front of Hashem. So all the Mepharshim, what's Din, what's Cheshbon? What's the double Ashan? We'll have to stand with Din. What's Din v'Cheshbon? The different Shadim. Given the Vilna Gon is well known to have said, Din is what we did, Cheshbon is what we could have been doing. Right, that's Din v'Cheshbon. But the Beis HaLevi says, I have a different shot. Din is what we did, the Cheshbon is what other people did based on what we did. That's Din v'Cheshbon. Just a few weeks ago, right, the Yamim so the Ramah quotes that even the Niftarim are judged every Yom Kippur. Even the Niftarim are judged. That's one of the reasons we say Yisker on Yom Kippur. What did the Niftar do this year? 
Right? He didn't do any. Uh, he didn't put on tefillin. Right? The niftarim from 20 years ago. You know what? What, what are they being judged about? So the Mefarshim explain because the effects of their actions are eternal. And every year, Hakadosh Baruch Hu does a cheshbon. Right? If we have a, if somebody has a has a grandchild that's sitting and doing mitzvahs, and it's all because he became from, or she became from, and this person is, is being marbek fot shamayim, then every year the mitzvahs are accruing. And every year there's an effect and there's another judgment. But it's all because of the siva. It's all because of the effect that we have. Okay. Back to the beginning, the most famous Rashi. Allah Torah, in this week's Parsha. Ela told us Noach, beginning of the Parsha, Noach is Sadiq, Tabim Hayabadorotav. Noach was a Tzadik, he was complete in his generation. There is not one safer out there on Chumash that does not discuss the Rashi. I shouldn't say that. But 99% discuss the Rashi that quotes Chazal, Bidorosav. Noach was righteous in his generation. What does that mean? As we know, Rashi quotes, Yesh Merabosenu Darshim Osolishvach. Some of our rabbis say, this is a Shavach, this is a praise of Noach. Kol Shekein, surely, She'ilu Hayabadar Tzadikim, Hayatzadik Yoser. If he would have been in a Dar Tzadikim, he would have been in a greater Tzadik. And some darshan it as a negative. In his dar, fine, he was great. If he would have been in the dar of Abraham, he would have been nothing. So, surely if he would have been in the dar of Tzadikim, he would have been a greater Tzadik, or not. So some of the Bali Musar point out, only in the first Tzad, it says, And the second one just says, Second ones aren't Rabbi Okay, that's one of the uh, probably most point out that diuk. But the uh, just one thought, thought that I hadn't seen before, and that is a, a diuk that Rav Yerucham has, and the Rav Yerucham calls this diuk a davar mavhil, scary thought. What does Rashi say? Rashi says, okay, Lagunai we get. What about the shvach? If he would have been in the door of Abraham, he would have been an even greater tzaddik. Meaning, he would have been affected by the Sviva, it would have been unbelievable, he would have done even greater. But Lamaisa, if he would have been in Avram's Dar and not have been as great as Sadik, it wouldn't have been such a Shevach. What does Rashi say? Why is it a Shevach? If he would have been in Avram's generation, he would have been even greater. What are we comparing him to Avram for? Says Rav Yeruchim, source number six, quoting the Rashi. He ne komach lakosam, where it's underlined. He rak mahi shakivna hatur b'milas b'darosa. What's the machlokas about? What did the Torah mean to do by saying the word b'darosa? Were they praising Noah or were they denigrating Noah? Im l'shevach v'im l'gnai. Avol b'zei in machlokas, but there's no machlokas sheim haya ha'emes that if it would have been the truth. If he would have been in Avram's dar, and he wouldn't have been considered a tzaddik compared to Avraham, then for sure it would have been Gnai. It's only Sheva if, oh, if he would have been in Avram's dar, he would have been affected and would have been even greater than he was actually in his generation. Mashba that if he would have been actually what he did in his generation and not been pulled up, then everybody would agree Gnai. What do you see from here? How, is Baruch, how does Akash Baruch look at us? 
Does he look at us by, hey, he's pretty good. Look at the next guy. Right? How does he look at us? Right? Or does he look at us, Kodesh Baruch Hu, who is outside of time and outside of generations, does he take us and say, how does he measure up to Avram Avinu? That's the message. Objective righteousness. It's a mistake. We compare our behavior to the next guy, to the next woman. Look at me in this generation. Look at me. Even if in this generation I'm great, we cannot look around. We have to do the best that we can, period. Not on a relative scale. My father speaks Yiddish. And we shoot for the stars. We have to say, how would we do in the time of Avraham? Maybe it's easier for us. How would we do in the time of Rabbi Kiva Eger? Rabbi Akiva. How would we do in those generations when they had a lot less free time? Right? How would we do in those generations? The mysterious nefesh. We have to try to do the best that we can objectively. It says every Racham writing. It's a scary thought, but it, it should be an inspirational thought. We shouldn't look. And HaKadosh Baruch is not going to compare us, obviously, fulfilling our potential. Like many say, right? The Rambam writes in the Chashuva, each person in life has the power to be as righteous as Moshe Rabbeinu and as evil as Yeruvah Benavat. Ask Rabbi, all the, all the Rebbes, right? Uh, Rabbi Zusha. Right? I could be like Moshe Rabbeinu. It's one of the Animamis. Nobody can be like Moshe Rabbeinu. Right? So what does that mean? It means everybody in their potential. But we have to do everything to fulfill our potential, not fulfill more than the neighbor or more than our generation. We have to do the best that we can because our Kaddish Baruch Hu weighs us and looks at us as compared to Avram Avinu. Good. Moving right along. Continuing the Noach-Avraham discussion, another Rashi. Another Rashi that we have. But in the same Pasuk. Right? These are the generations of Noach. He was Tamim B'darotav. Let's talk about the next phrase. What does that mean? So sometimes S in the Torah means Im. Right? Im ha'elokim is halach noach. Noach walked with God. That's pretty good. So Rashi points out a difference in Lashon. What does Rashi say? What does it say by the Mila? Hashem says, you go first. Avram walks before God. Noach walks with God. Noach needed help. He needed Hashem to hold his hand. To help him. But Avraham, he was able to be independent. That's Rashi. Is this, is this, a, this a praise of Avraham? Is this a negative of Noach? He needed help. As compared to Avraham, what exactly is the message? So one smaller thought and one a little more uh, in-depth. Rebbe Yitzchak, just in one line, in Source 7, in the Chiyuch HaShel Torah, which quoted in the past, he just said one line, Esa HaElokim Esalach Noach, we'll get back to part of this thought later, 
Here's where Rebbe Yitzchak we brought Ditchuf. Noach is halach rak esra elokim. Noach was with God and with nobody else. That was the problem. This so is what many of the Mepharshim talk about. The derech of Noach and the derech of Avraham. He wasn't out there giving the tochacha and the muster that he should have been giving. He was Esau Elohim Esalech Noach. Avram went in front of me. He led the spiritual parade. He was Vahanefesh Asarasu Bacharan. He was going spreading monotheism. So it's the contrast of Noach and Avraham. Again, there are certain figures in Tanakh. Not too many. Most people in Tanakh, we know, Sadik Rasha. Amazing? Not. Right? Noah, there are Chazals that talk negatively of the Adam. There's no way around it. Okay, we give we give Vartlok to explain it's not really negative. Miktani Amana, he believed, he didn't believe. Bedarosa Lignai, there are a few of them. But it's an enigmatic figure. But it's a very, very uh, interesting to put away, put together all the midrashim. But here's another example of that. Esra, he was with God. Esra Elohim. Rabbi Yossi Misalantho has a different take on it. This chazal really epitomizes the difference in the experiences in life that Noah and Avraham had. It's just describing. What does it mean that Avraham was in front of God and Noah walked with God? Says the Ber Yosef. Ber Yosef, whenever we do one, we like to quote in Hagdama. Ber Yosef is one of the great Darshanim. He was Nifter in the early 80s. Rishlomo Zalman used to go listen to the Ber Yosef, Ber Yosef Misalant in Yerushalayim, and he told the Ber Yosef, you got to write your Sefer. you got to put your drushes in writing. Kal Yisrael needs to benefit from it. Baruch Hashem, that's why we have the Ber Yosef. It says the Ber Yosef on the Rashi, Hakavana, Be'inyan, Sha'avraham, Hisalech Lefnei Hashem, Belishum Sa'ar, V'noach HaYitzorach Sa'ar. What does that mean? Efshar Lava'er. Noach. As we know, the generation of Noah, they wanted a... They said, oh yeah, you're going to go into the Teva? We're going to stone you before you go in. We're going to break down your Teva with axes. Right? We're, going to, we're going to get you. As it says, line 6, They made fun of him. They called him, hey old man, what are you doing? Hashem did not let them act negatively. Right? Hashem protected Noah. And what happened when they came to break the Teva? When the giants came to the table of Shabra, Hashem made their legs fall off. He surrounded the table with lions and bears. HaKadosh Baruch Hu helped him and prevented anything from going wrong. Okay, the lion bit him once. But in general, he prevented the tsara. That was Noah's life. There were situations, but the tsara was prevented. I'm not going to let them attack you. I'm not going to let your teva break. I'm not going to let you. What happened with Avram Avinu? Aval Avram, second column, he had a different type of life. Different nisyonos. Hayyonisyonos bazeh. It wasn't that the tsara was prevented. It didn't come. What happened with Avram Avinu? He was in the tsara and then saved from the tsara. He was thrown into the fiery furnace and then saved from the furnace. 
Right? Oh, after he was saved. Sorrow was taken by Avimelech. Wasn't that, oh, prevented that Sarah wasn't taken, like a Noah type of life. No, she was taken. And after she was taken, she was saved. The four, he had to fight the four kings and put his life in danger. And then he was saved. Nimsa, Sha'avram, Azbah, Kadesh Avram went alone. Kadesh was behind him. And then after Avram was in the Sarah, then Hashem saved him. With Noah, Hashem was with him all the way. He didn't let him get into the Tzara. So it's not a negative. It's just a strip description. Different types of nisyonos. Everybody in life has a different package. Right? Some don't get to the... Right? Got to be scared. But before you get there, that's Eshoel Okim Esalach Noach. Hashem is with you the whole time. And others, Avram Avinu, he was in the Tzara. And then he was saved from the Tzara. So not a negative, just a difference in description. Right. Perik Vav. Right, think of this Pasik as a note we get home for our children going on the teal tomorrow. How much food, how many meals they need, how many water bottles, right? That's this Pasik right here. Hashem's giving Noah the permission slip that that he's, this is what you have to take along. Right? Take any, take take for you any food that you need. And you'll gather it in. And it'll be for you and for them and all the animals to eat. Let's talk about this passage for a minute. Textually and logically. Otsras HaTorah has four kashas on the pasuk. Number one. What does it mean? V'takach lecha. Whenever it says lacha in the Torah, it's telling you something. Lach lacha, shlach lacha, kach lacha. Question one. Right? What is that extra lacha doing there? Tevas lacha, lachor miuteris. Take all food. Second question. Take the food and it'll be for you to eat. Of course it'll be for you to eat. What else are you taking the food for? Take the food and the food will be for you to eat. You're not going to hang up the food decorations. Number three. The first half of the Pazak says, Kach lecha, take for you, and then what does it say at the end? It'll be for you and for them. What do you mean? You took for you. How's it going to be for them? You're going to take animal food. How's it going to be? What's the switch from lecha v'lohem? Next Pazak. Vayas noach, kasher kol, shetziva kol, kim Noach did exactly what he was told. Noach did what he was told. It's so hard to pack lunch. It's so hard to pack up the food. What's the shavach? He went into the teva. What? He wanted to live. He wanted to survive. Of course he took the food and went into the teva. What's the gavos? Says the shach. Says the shach on line six. In be'emes ha'yitzorach noach, l'hakin mazon, b'kol chayos v'habehemes, shayosa b'ita b'teva. Let's think about this for a minute. Anybody ever here work in a zoo? If he really had to take enough food for every animal for a year, how much food would that be? Imagine just for himself for a year. Then add on his wife, add on his three boys and their wives. How much food would that be for a family? For a year! And then what if they have a dog? Right? And then what if they have a gerbil? And what if they have a bird? And what if they have every species of every animal in the entire world? You couldn't build a thousand tevas to have enough food. He says, Hello, how you shall call me, Nebrim, and shoot him, Gadol, 
Re'imu mupilin, arayos, unumarim, lions and leopards and animals. He says it's unbelievable. Right? Look what he says in the little letters. Hamumchen omrim, sha'apil vaha ipopotami, ochlim kol echad beida rechot bayom, beida rechot balayla. Right? The elephant eats two meals in the day, two meals at night, to bechol yom, ochlim 200 kilograms. Tseva chashuv kama ochlim l'shon ashleim of zerach l'shtei chayet. Lomaisa, it's impossible. Right? How much food you'd have to, you'd have to bring. So why what HaKadosh Baruch Hu command them to take food anyway? So what HaKadosh Baruch Hu do? He said, take for you and then have emuna. Take for you and trust that it comes from me. Ela Hashem asa imo neis gadol. V'tzivo lachin mazon rak avor atzmo bilvad. Noah, don't take food for the animals. I'm not even going to command you to do that because it's impossible anyway. Take for yourself. Uboso ma'at Take for you, and I'll give bracha in what you have. That's the message, Noach. Take, what does the first half of the Pazak say? Take for you, and it'll be enough. That's answer to question three. What's the lacha? It's just for you. Take food for yourself. And it's to eat, because that'll be the nace. And what's the godless? Noach did it. He had such a muna. He believed that his food will add his parnasa. What he lived on came from a Baruch Hu, and that was enough for him. And a little bit could be enough to satiate the entire animal kingdom for a year. And that's what it says. That's the shevach. And that's the message of all Parnassah. The Gemara says in Mesachas Beitzah, right? All Shabbos and Yantah for sure, maybe all Mitzvahs, they come off the top. They come off the top. Shabbos expenses, it comes off the top. It doesn't count. Whatever we're supposed to get in a certain year, that Shabbos is extra. Do we have that in Muna? That's what we learn from Vayas Noach. Because Baruch Hu gives everybody what they need and whatever they need is going to be enough. And Noah wasn't, he was closing up the Teva doors. There wasn't going to be a, a makolet open late that, that you could go somewhere. That's the Amun of Noah. Vayas Noah, and he learns it now from all of the, from all of the diyukim in the Psukim. Okay, a couple more items on the agenda. Another famous Rashi, a lot of famous Rashis in this parsha. This Rashi is in Zion Aleph. Perak Zion Pasag Aleph. What does the Torah tell us? That Hashem says to Noach after he goes into the tape, after he gets ready, it's time. It's time to go into the Teva. Because I see you are righteous. Chazal pick up on the fact that here Noach is called a tzaddik. Ten sukkim earlier, Noach is called in the first passage of the parsha a tzaddik tamim. First he's called a tzaddik tamim, and now he's called a tzaddik. What's the difference? Says Rashi, The first Pasuk was just the narrator of the Torah. Elu told the divine narrator. Elu told us, Noach, Noach, Noach's not listening. I'm not talking about Noach. I'm not talking to Noach. Here he's talking to Noach. So he only said Sadik. That's Rashi. Rav Zalman Saratskin has another shot. It's not mixed as shvachos shalobafanov, but it was a process. 
Noach started off as a tzaddik tamim, and then he became a tzaddik. And he went up, not down. What does that mean? It says the Aznayim Latora, source number 10, Rav Zalman Saratsky. Yesh Mepharshim Shatamim Hu Torah Musav Al Tzadik. Tamim is an adjective describing Tzadik. Shahaya Tzadik Tamim. It wasn't Tzadik Kama Tamim. Then you would say, he was a Tzadik and a Tamim, now he's only a Tzadik. No. He was originally a Tzadik Tamim, and now he's just a Tzadik. What's the difference? I've explained elsewhere, he says. Shayesh Bez Drachim Bavodas Hashem. There are two ways to serve God. Number one, Derech Atzmimus. The Tamim way of serving God. The Habocherba, what does that mean? What is Tamim? Perfection? Someone who does not put himself into the elements of the society and environment around him. He doesn't want to try to change the world because he doesn't want to be changed by the world. I'm not going to do Kira because maybe I'll be Meruchak. Ki yarehu peni konsobolibo divri habela vashachatz. Asher Yishvam am. I'm going to keep my own dalaramus. I'm going to do God's will. I'm going to stay here. I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to be what's called the tzaddik and pelts. For afshish gaber al yitzra v'lo yasekam asayim avol asfekus. I don't even even besafek. I can't. I can't deal. Doesn't mean we're supposed to put ourselves into nisyonos. That's not what he's saying. But even so. Even into a neutral ground where there's, one could be mashpia. No, a tzaddik tamim, somebody who's righteous, wants to do the right thing, wants to get close to God, but, you know, cannot deal with, with any type of challenge to that spiritual world, and therefore, he's a tzaddik tamim. Line three in the middle column. Haderach hashniyahi avodat Hashem itoch melchama b'yetzer ukvishaso. The second one is to Meet the challenge, to be involved, to try to have an effect. Right, somebody who is osik b'tzarich. We spoke about this before slichas. Special siyata d'shmaya. People who are osik in the tzarich yitzibur. People to try to try to help. The people who go out. And try to have an have an uh, sometimes sometimes they can be affected. Ain't tzaddik baaretz asher yasta tovol yechta. Rabbi Alan Schwartz was medayik. Ain't tzaddik baaretz asher yasta tovol yechta. If you're a tzaddik in private, maybe lo yechta. Ain't tzaddik baaretz asher yasta tovol yechta. If we're involved in the world around us to try to have a hashpa, so nobody's perfect. We do our best. Vahatorat tzaddik tamim mara al avodat mi bezbodat tzaddik tamim all alone. Shalom mitoch melchama v'yitzer. Tzaddik, somebody who's righteous, but he's, he's not a tzaddik. He's a tzaddik. He's trying to change the world. At the beginning of the parsha, Noach was a tzaddik tamim, private. Before the hundred hundred plus years that he was going to build the teva, he hadn't done anything till then. The world was mushchas. By the time it's time to go into the teva, says the Zayin Torah, what has he been doing the past hundred years? Hey Noah, what are you building the teva for? Right, he gave tochacha. And he tried his hardest. And he tried to be mashpia. He became a tzaddik. And that was a going up. A shinu l'tov. L'fichach amar lo Hashem az acharei sheiz vakechem arashoyim kuf rav shama for 120 years. Ki oscha reisi tzaddik b'dorazah. Now I see you're a tzaddik. V'lo amar tzaddik tamim. Because now he's moved up in the world. 
from a tzaddik tamim to a tzaddik, trying to have a hashpah. Okay. Two more points for the night. One halachic or hashkafic, and one uh, one message. Says the pasuk, going towards the end now, end of the parsha, not all the way at the end. Parak tes, pasuk hey. After it all comes out of the table, Hashem gives him some brachos. Hashem says puravu again, puravu before, puravu after the mabel. The pasuk says that in pasuk dalid, you cannot eat flesh while the dam is in it. That's Abraham and Achai. Right? One of the Ramazan for Abraham and Achai, that's the new mitzvah that Noah had that Adam didn't have. Noah gets all the credit. Shevim mitzvahs be Noah. Really, there were six to Adam already. The sheish mitzvahs be Adam. Shevim mitzvahs be Noah. This is the seventh. The ach as dimchem l'nafsho sechem edrosh, but the blood dimchem l'nafsho sechem edrosh, the blood, even though I told you that you could kill animals, you can't kill people. Dimchem l'nafsho sechem edrosh, miyad kol chaya edroshenu. I will take it. I will be dorish from all chayas. I will be, uh, seek it out. We'll get back to that. Umiyad ha'adam, umiyad ish achiv, edrosh has nefesh ha'adam. From every man and from every man his brother, I will seek out the nefesh ha'adam. What exactly does that phrase mean? We'll focus on the second half of the Pasuk. Again, we're in Tess. Hey. Ask the Ksava Kabbalah, or of Mecklenburg. I just saw they put out a new Ksava Kabbalah. Can't get a new one. The old one. They put out with the chumash on top and the parsha. In the Kava Kabbalah, there's no parshas written. It's just Sefer Bracious on top with Prakim. So you always have to work hard to find what parsha we're in, what parak. So on the new one, I saw they put the parshas. Okay. Amel is Patora. Miyad Adam, Miyad So what is that extra phrase? From man, from man his brother. What's the double phrase? And what's Adam and Ish Achiv? Says the Ksava Kabbalah. Source 11. Miyad HaAdam, Kafal Lashon Adam Ve'ish. And you see that Ksava Kabbalah was 1800s. He was one of the greats that during the 1800s, there were a number of Gedolim, great Gedolim, who tried to show that the Torah is Chai V'Kayim, and the Torah relates to every situation in life. Again, the reform movement was picking up steam in the 1800s. And the Meshachachma and the Ksava Kabbalah and the, and the Malbim, they were all strongly and loudly screaming that the Torah has to do with every single situation in life. And this is a perfect example that Ksava Kabbalah teaches us. What does the Torah mean by Miyad HaAdam Miyad HaShachiv? says the Ksava Kabbalah, nearly, Ki Yeshnei Ofani Ritzicha. There are two types of murder, which the Pasuk here is talking about. Hashem is saying you can kill animals, you can't kill people. There are two reasons that a person would murder somebody. I want to kill him because I need to take revenge. I want him dead. For the ra'a of the victim. It's bad for the victim to be killed. That's most murders. I want to take his money. But there's a second reason why a person would want to kill somebody else. Im litovas ha-nertzach kishuhu mishuka b'tzar gadol v'yivkar maves michayim. I want to kill him because I love him so much and they're in pain. And therefore, mercy killing. If I starve them, then I'll kill them. They're not going to be in pain. They'll want me to do it. They'll want me to kill them because they're in pain. Like Avi Melech in Shoftim says, kill me. Pasha's of that pasuk is that kill me so 
Nobody says a woman killed me. That's what Avi Melech was worried about. But or like Shaul told the Amalek, Naar Amaleki, kill me because I'm in so much pain. According to Wamshat. Al Shnei Elu That's what our Pasik is talking about. Al Hahorig first person who kills for the Ra'a of the Nirzah. Hanasa Rak Mipachuse Bene Adam. That's only done by the lowliest of our ge- of our generation. Miat ha Adam. Adam. Adam is from the Adama, the lowly man, right? The negative, the, the low. That's miat ha Adam. But then it says miat ish achiv. Even if you're an ish, you're a chashiv person, and you're doing it because he's your achiv, because he's your brother, and you love him so much. That's also Judaism believes in the infinite value of life. Yes, we believe, obviously. And we have the Gdolia Poskim to ask if there's a situation, what's considered an impediment to life, what's considered an impediment to death. Again, there's no psaq coming out of here. But what's clear, according to all Poskim, is that killing somebody to put them out of their misery, whatever is defined as killing, whatever the case, giving them certain medicines, Starving them, killing them, miyad ish achiv, edroshes nefesh adam. That's also murder, and that's what the Ksav Kabbalah says is being told to us thousands of years ago in the divine book. Miyad haadam, miyad ish achiv. Kadosh Baruch Hu says both of those are considered murder. Finally, the last thought for the night says the Torah, Perik Ches Pasuk Right before what we just read, Hashem says, you know what? I'm not going to do this again. I'm not. I can't. Hashem smells the, smells the, the sweet incense of Noah. Hashem says, I'm not going to do it again. Why? Because man is just inherently evil. Man's bad. They can't help themselves. You know what? I'm not going to bring another marble because man is bad. Look back for a minute to the end of last week's parsha, which is the beginning of this whole story. Vayar Hashem by Maftir and Bracious. Pasuk Hay. Vayar Hashem ki rabba rasa adam ba'aretz. Hashem saw that man was bad. And they, right, his yetzer was all bad. But you know, Hashem was very upset and says, you know what? I'm going to destroy the world. Ask for Vasher Weiss. The same reason that God decided to destroy the world is the reason that he promises never to destroy the world again. Why does God want to destroy the world? Why does he promise not to destroy the world again? We're supposed to understand that. Yasser Vasher Weiss. Niskashesi miyodi. My entire wife. I've been bothered by this kasha. God wanted to bring the marble, bring to destroy the world. Why? Because man is bad. He wanted to, you'll never bring it again, because man is bad. The same reason to destroy is the reason never to destroy again. What's going on here? So Vasher Weiss writes in Source 13, this is in his Hagdama to Mesecha Shabbos. If you look closely, there are four differences between these psukim. They're not exactly saying the same thing. There are four differences. 
He quotes the differences on line 10 through 16. He quotes back and forth at them. But in the first one, Embracious, Vikol, Makshavos Libo, Rock Ra. All man is only bad. And what does it say here? Man is bad. It doesn't say all man is all bad. Right? It doesn't say all man is only bad. It says man is bad. Maybe there's bad tendencies. Number two, what does it say there? Rakra. Oh, there it said call and not here. There it said rakra before, and here it just says ra. Third, here it says she libo rak before and it says the whole day. Again, it's total. It's rakra. It's koadam. It's koayom. And here it's machshavos libo. And there it says yeser lev haadam ra minurav. Umashbashi yitzro rav alo machshavos libo. It's not machshavos libo. It's minurav. What are all these differences telling me? Says Rav Weiss. The first person in history that we know learned Torah is Noah. The first one, Rashi quotes in this week's parasha. Right? Rashi says on the Pasuk that Hashem sent, said two, Hashem told him, take seven of each kosher animal and two of each non-kosher animal. What does Rashi say there? How did Noah know what was kosher? Not kosher. Mikan shalomad Noah Torah. That's what Rashi says. The first recorded person, we have no evidence that Shays, or Adam, even, learned Torah. Noach's the first one. Says of Asher Weiss, that's what changed before and after. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave the Torah, not he didn't give the Torah, but he brought the Torah to the world, and now people were being Osei Torah. Before the Mabel, before Noach, it was Rakra, total evil, all day, from youth. There was nothing our Yitzhahara overtakes us. How do we battle? How do we, how do we live? How do we save ourselves? How do we, what, what do we osake in that makes us different, that gives us a life worth living, that gives us something positive? Learning Torah and living a life of Torah. There is Ra in us. That's true. But it's not Rak Ra. And it's not Kol Hayom. And it's not Mina Urav. Vizeh line twenty. Vizeh kol ahevdo bein haolam shelafnei amabel shelolam du botora laolam achada shelachar amabel shehushdeis al noach vezaro shelimdo Torah. That's the difference. Limadat Torah. Dilafnei shelimdo Torah yokol yitzur machshavos libo rak rak olayam kulo ayara v'rak and everything. But alach lachar shalama Torah. Vatorah machshavos libo Torah refines a person. Torah uplifts us. Torah crowns us. Ashreinu matov klakenu. Torah crowns us. Umisakenes azayetz haro, makadeshes azmachshavos haadam. Veshuv eno ra'elem in urav. Once that happens, Kodesh Baruch Hu says, after the Torah was given, there is Rabbah. Kodesh Baruch Hu says, I'm never bringing another mabah. There's enough goodness here. Kodesh Baruch Hu says, it's good for me. And this is what, this is what, uh, this is what changed. So that's what we have. As we have Parshas Noach, we have Talmud Torah. We have Limit Torah. There wasn't a Kabbalah Satorah here. There was an Asina Satorah. But now we are in the world of Torah. Avram Yisrael Yaakov, they all learn Torah. Different Midrashim talk about it. Baruch Hashem, that's the Parshas we have. And those are the messages, some of the messages and themes that we have in Parshas Noach. Okay, we'll stop here. Hashem, 
Say for a mi- Shabbos, Shabbos, we'll do something in Yoni Shabbos. I don't know why yet Shabbos afternoon, but uh, Monday, Hashem, Monday afternoon starts at Sefer Mitzvahs. The next Wednesday, we'll continue with Parshas Lech Lecha, which will be the third anniversary of the start of this year.